0: in the house, so then the your ear, the things he could say might even Know what you're going to do. Let him tell you what's good for you because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Call Call the doctor.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house, and we have a doctor as a guest today, Ross Pelton. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Podbean, for uh, this great platform and all our new listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information, the medical information heard on this program, is not advice and should not be treated as such, the information is not intended or implied to substitute for professional medical de- uh, advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. Because grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. And just remember, we all crave to be appreciated. There is more hunger for love and appreciation in this world than there is for bread. So don't not forget an attitude of gratitude. And don't forget that you are the CEO of your own body. You have the right to ask questions and get answers before you allow anything to be done to it. So let's start off by saying thank you. Thank you to Carrie Rowan. What a great interview Thursday. Uh, I know a lot of you are uh, have picked up her book and are and are getting ready to read it or have started to read it. And uh, I'm getting some good uh, feedback on my uh, email, which is docronradio, docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. So uh, her new book, "Tell a New Story," Carrie Rowan, and you know it has a, a ways for us to uh, feel better every day. A morning routine, and look for what is already great in your life, and how to use your body to manage your mind. So just just a great great time we we had. So uh, on Saturday, we will have our COVID open chat. Uh, just uh, anything you want to want to ask. Uh, this coming Thursday is going to be a surprise. But we will have a program Thursday at 4pm. And I did want to leave you with an idea for today. Your diet is not only what you eat, it is what you watch what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around with. Be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And now how about we start off with a little good news. This news came yesterday, October 5th at seven ten p.m. But I don't know why no one's mentioning it. You don't see it on the news. Here's the headline. The new WHO, the World Health Organization, estimate puts coronavirus death rate at only 0.13%. 0.13%. Remember, the annual flu is 0.1%. So we'll talk about this Saturday, okay, because now they are finally getting serious and telling us who died with COVID and who died from COVID. And studies are revealing that every mutation that this virus undergoes, it gets weaker. And that's why the the, the death rates are falling. And the New York Times actually came out with an article that surprised me. They came up with analysis of the data that showed 90% of people testing positive for this virus carried barely any virus. New York Times of all places. So that's the good news we want to start with. Uh, I, I'm down in Florida, so uh, we, we sort of are, are opened up right now. And uh, we're, we're doing pretty good. So um, we, we have as our guest today, and sometimes there's a little problem getting getting guests in, but he's from California, and he's Ross Pelton. Uh, Ross is a pharmacist. He's a nutritionist. He's the author and health educator. He has a, he's widely recognized as the world leading authority on drug-induced nutrient depletions. He was named one of the top 50 most influential pharmacists in the United States by the American Druggist magazine for what his his, uh, work with natural medicine. Uh, Ross was the, uh, he ran a hospital. He, He knows about the Gerson technique for the treatment of cancer. He has 30 years of research and scientific experience. And now his passion is educating people about their health and life extension. And he has thousands of clients around the world. His passion is cancer research, alternative cancer therapy as a hospital administrator. He's a nutritionist, as I said. He's an author. He's authored 10 books on a variety of topics. And really important at this stage, he is a health educator, devoted to speaking, writing, conducting seminars, being a coach. So, some, as I say, sometimes uh, there is a problem hooking up on Podbean, but we'll, we'll get there and he'll be on and, and to talk to us. So, I want to just again thank everybody. In the meantime, let's maybe we can just go ahead and introduce the subject today because we're going to be talking about the microbiome. And ever since this China virus hit us, I've been telling you that your gut contains the secret to being healthy and your immune system. And some call it the third brain, okay, because it has all the bacteria in it uh, to keep us healthy. And, and just for uh, reference purposes, these, these numbers can be off by a little bit, but for, in general, there's 6 trillion human cells, 60 trillion bacteria, 380 trillion viruses, and a small number of fungi. Think of that. We have more DNA from the microbiome than we do our human DNA. Think of that. So anywhere between 10 to 20% of our DNA is human. The rest is from germs, germs that are keeping us healthy. And so this collection of microbes, bacteria, fungi, viruses living in our gut is called the gut microbiota or gut microbiome. Incredible number of bacteria, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, the numbers vary a little bit, but basically the human gut alone contains about a half to one kilogram of bacteria in weight. And these bacteria play a lot of beneficial roles in our body. And if they're imbalanced, then we're more susceptible to infection, immune disorders, and inflammation. So it's important that we improve our gut microbiome. And uh, we'll talk about this with uh, Ross, Dr. Ross, if, if he can figure out how to get on. We we had a little dry run prior to the show, but it is a little difficult on Podbean because you do not use a, uh, a landline. You, everything is done over the internet. But we, we can go ahead and, and introduce this subject. All right, so now I'm not going to get into the different groups of Gut bacteria. Of course, there's thousands of species, thousands of species. But it, it, these species do change as our gut ages. So, uh, and I'm, uh, Dr. Ross will tell us how to keep this this gut bacteria healthy. So it, that's why vaginal births are so important in the, in the past. That's why maybe some people are healthier, because as the baby came through the birth canal it was flooded with the bacteria from its mother's vagina. They went into the baby's mouth, the eyes, the ears, and the baby had a great shot at uh, having a good strong immune system right from the get-go because uh, it got colonized with a lot of these uh, bacteria and those from the environment. But about the time of uh, one year of age, each individual develops their own unique bacteria profile. And the adult-like structure of our gut occurs around the third year of life, but then when you know when the uh, hormones start flowing in teenage years, it undergoes another change. And there's differences between men and women. And in adulthood, the gut microbiome is relatively stable, and it can still be perturbed by life events, uh, but generally stable. And you know, Dr. Pelton, Ross Pelton is an expert in drug nutrient interactions and how they affect the gut. And uh, we'll just wait for him to get here. And so he can tell us. Um, So in people over age 65, this community of germs, this microbiome, it, it changes. And Overall, bacterial metabolic processes, short-chain fatty, short-chain fatty acids, are reduced as the breakdown of proteins increase. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick break and take this call from Dr. Pelton. Sorry about that interruption, ladies and gentlemen. I think we do have the inevitable Ross, Doctor Ross, pelted on the line. Are you on, Doctor Ross? Okay. Now I don't hear you on. The, I hear you on my cell phone, but I don't hear you on the internet. But it says you're on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're having some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, Give us a few minutes and we'll try and, and work these out. Okay, I think we have him now. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have Dr. Pelton. Are you there, doctor? Dr. Ross? No, I still don't hear him. He's online, but not getting through. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know I don't want to lose you all because you did cha- turn in here today. So uh, uh, I just asked you to bear with me for another couple minutes, and we will see what's going on here. And uh, I know this is one of those... Booing moments. Sorry about that. But there's so much good information that Dr. Pelton, Dr. Ross Pelton has that uh, I want to try and get this squared away so you can hear him. So just bear with me. And, uh, you know, let's celebrate the golden days. okay sorry about that a little bit of an interruption there and it looks like dr ross is uh, not going to be able to be with us today so let's just review some things and then we'll uh, maybe uh, i can delay if he's free we can uh, push this uh, interview back to thursday and i can uh, rearrange my schedule so look ladies and gentlemen this gut bacteria influence our health by a lot of different ways there they they actually produce vitamins. They produce short-chain fatty acids, including including butyrate, propionate, acetate. What does all that mean? Because these things have a lot of great inf- uh, uh, effect on our bodies. They fight inflammation. They fight cancer. Uh, they they can stimulate weight loss if we have the right bacteria complement in our gut. And you know, there's a gut-brain interaction. So. This gut-brain axis is really important and has to do with serotonin and, and lots of other molecules. And some there's even some uh, research showing that Parkinsonism is a gut problem. It's a problem with having the wrong type of microbiome or the, in the gut. And these, these gut travel up the vagus nerve to the brain and can cause Parkinson's disease because our gut bacteria communicate with our brains. In fact, gut bacteria influence our behavior and our cognitive function, and it runs both ways. That's why it's called the gut-brain axis. So this, this, as I indicated, this communication between the gut and the brain takes place over the vagus nerve and the autonomic nervous system. That autonomic nervous system is something you, you don't control unless you're a yogi. You know, it's a... The sympathetic, which is fight or flight, or the parasympathetic, which is, uh, you know, keeps us calm. That's called the autonomic nervous system. It operates in the background. You don't, don't generally have uh, control of it, over it. And and just think of the the hormones that these microbes release. Serotonin, you know, you know, you need that if you're if you don't have enough serotonin, you generally are depressed gamma butyric acid, acetylcholine, which has been associated with uh, uh, brain function, dopamine, which is uh, very necessary for life and for, for, for the prevention of Parkinson's disease. In fact, Dr. Wang has told us many times, when you run out of dopamine, three days later, you die. So uh, very important hormone controlled by the microbes of your gut and energy is produced in, in in our nerve cells through these short chain fatty acids and this these microbes modulate our immune and inflammatory molecules so gosh we want to, we don't really want to disturb them do we okay because infection inflammation that can decrease our mental well-being as well as our physical well-being You know, because as I said, people with gut inflammatory diseases frequently also have depression and or anxiety. Okay, and and some people think that these these problems are associated with even specific types of, of bacteria in our gut. An interesting study that I saw is that when rats now, this is not humans, but when rats receive human microbiome, where they take samples from the gut and of a human that is depressed and they give it to rats, the rats develop depression. On the other hand, good bacteria decrease anxiety in rats. I thought that was interesting. I mean, some some correlation there between uh, the research and and, um, an animal model, at least. Okay, so... uh, you know, and really important, our gut bacteria can improve or worsen our cognitive function. Changes in the gut microbiome are, are associated with cognitive function in 35 adults and 89 infants. And then some, some, some experiments done in mice with the use of antibiotics, especially long-term antibiotics, decrease the production of new nerve cells in the brain, specifically the hippocampus. Think about that. Long-term use of antibiotics, decreasing the production of new nerve cells in our brain. Can't be good, can it? The good part of the story is this research showed that it could be reversed by either probiotics or exercise. And exercise is important in this microbiome, and we'll get into that at some point. Of course, diet is, is critical diet is critical our, our diet our the western diet the plasticide diet is killing us and depending on on the composition of our gut bacteria it can make us more or less susceptible to stress and how we react to stress and there's some research out there showing that the gut bacteria may contribute to post traumatic stress disorder but this is this is in animals but you know if we could uh, keep our bacteria uh, balanced with a good supplement and good eating and good pre- and postbiotics and exercise, why not? And, you know, you've heard us talk about leaky gut syndrome, you know, where you take a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug like ibuprofen or Advil, and then things that shouldn't pass through, the lining of the intestine pass through, and then people develop a lot of allergies because it makes this layer thinner. Okay, so, uh, gosh, you don't want to be germ-free, that's for sure. Irritable bowel syndrome can be caused by this. And as I said, an interesting uh, observation is that our gut bacteria can make you fatter, or thin. Isn't that interesting? It was found in this study that obese people and animals have lower gut microbiome diversity. There were two studies: twelve adults, seventy-eight children showed that obese subjects, <coughs> me, had less uh, bacterioides and firmicutes in the gut. They also had, well, it, forget all this stuff. They they didn't have a normal normal gut bacteria. There was a larger study that confirmed that with one hundred and fifty-four subjects, they had reduced bacterial density. Okay, and, and there's, there's, there's maybe a 1,000 different kinds of bacteria. So, you know, it gets pretty hard just to replace one or two. Why not have a general replacement? Interestingly enough, we talked about melatonin and diabetes. A gut microbiome may play a role in certain metabolic diseases like diabetics. So another reason to to balance the gut if you're a diabetic. And an unbalanced uh, bacteria content of your gut may contribute to heart disease. Maybe your liver health might be uh, made worse if you don't have the proper bacteria in your gut. And, and importantly, for what we're going through now with the Chinese virus, the gut bacteria are important for immunity. Our immunity is strongly connected with our gut. Maybe 70 to 80% of our immune cells live in our gut. And our bacteria, these bacteria interact with these cells, more specifically the T cells, and they can program them. Okay. And then there's a whole series of showing how the the gut bacteria interact with the T cells from Th1, Th2, Th17, or Treg cells, all have to do with our immunity because this could be one great benefit to protect us from infections and, and the harmful micro, microbiome, the microbes, harmful microbes. Sorry about that, my tongue got in the way. And they may protect us against parasites. We don't, you know, there's a lot to be learned here. We do know that it helps with immunity. We know that our gut bacteria suppresses inflammation And when it's out of balance, it's called dysbiosis. And when it's out of balance, it can cause increased inflammation. And and the basis of most chronic diseases is what? Inflammation. A properly balanced gut home, or the microbiome of the gut may protect us from allergies. And an imbalance may make us more risk of it, uh, put us at more of a risk to have allergies. And there was a study of 1,879 subjects that showed that people with allergies had lower gut microbial diversity. What was, and this was associated with the cesarean sections, Lack of breast, breast milk, antibiotics, or taking acid blockers, antiseptics, and poor diet. And believe it or not, children exposed to farm environments have a lower risk of allergies. And for all the reasons we, did, we were talking about. And you know, in a study of 47 children, those with asthma had what? What would you think? they had a lower diversity of gut bacteria. Hmm. You see how this is all tying together? How important it is to, to keep our gut bacteria balanced, to eat a good diet, and really to take supplements because who of us leads a perfect life or, or eats perfectly every day? And how many... Autoimmune diseases do you hear today? You know, lupus, sarcoidosis, rheumatoid arthritis. There's, there's evidence that an imbalance in the gut bacteria contributes to these diseases and contributes to type 1 diabetes. And as I said, lupus and systemic lupus and multiple sclerosis. And, and rheumatoid arthritis, which is really painful and, and deforming. A study of 212 subjects showed that anti-rheumatic drugs could reverse gut bacteria in rheumatoid arthritis patients, making them even more susceptible. And everyone wants to have their specific uh, bacteria of the day associated with, with a specific disease. And we need Dr. Pelton to lead us through that. And then something that I don't know a lot, but it's reported that up to 70% of patients with autism have gut-related symptoms. Hmm. And this is something that was talked about years ago and related to related to the measles mumps and german measles shot how it changed the gut bacteria in children and as i said not to not to be redundant but imbalance in the gut microbiome may contribute to parkinson's disease because it out of 144 subjects that were studied they they showed that the patients with parkinson's disease had disease had this altered gut microbiome so you think this is important you think 70 80 of our immunity in our gut you think we should be paying more attention to it to it and dr pelton dr ross pelton has a wants us to age gracefully but and yeah well he's on the right track because aging is often associated with disturbances in our gut microbiome Elderly people tend to have an overall low diversity of gut bacteria. And there are bacteria of the day associated with the, with these studies also. But two studies with 168 and another with 69 subjects showed that centenarians, those that lived to 100, had a higher bacterial diversity. And they also had more good bacteria and butyrate producers. How about that? So there are other other uh, diseases that we can talk about when we get back together with Ross Pelton. but you know, our diet affects our, our microbiome. Uh, Ross is a, is a uh, you know, he has written extensively on drug nutrient interactions. Uh, so, you know, he's, he, he's the one that we need to talk to about uh, what affects the microbiome. But there's studies out there that show that diet has a large, larger effect on that microbiome than probiotic supplements. Well, I, I want to get his opinion about that. So, and And the specific, you know, Germ of the day with, with these with these articles. And then we want to talk about when we get Dr. Ross back on about prebiotics, plant fiber and resistant starch. So prebiot- prebiotics, ladies and gentlemen, are basically non-digestible plant fibers. Complex carbs. They're resistant to the stomach acid and digestive enzymes. They reach our colons undigested. In the colon, they are fermented by the gut microbiome, and they promote the growth and activity of good bacteria. So we need to talk about that. We need to talk about probiotics, and and do they really? I mean, studies show they increase the levels of good bacteria. We need to we need to talk to them about that. We need to talk to them how stress affects the gut microbiome, how exercise because. From what I read, exercise can increase the number of good bacteria and enrich our gut diversity. You know, we talk about melatonin for sleep. We talk about, you know, getting rid of the blue light, using blue blocker lenses. But lack of sleep and low sleep quality, another reason why to get a good night's sleep is because if you don't get enough and it's of poor quality, you'll have a disturbed gut microbiome. And if it goes chronically that way, you're going to have altered gut bacteria for a long time. And as as we talked about briefly, an altered gut microbiome is associated with a lot of different diseases. I'd like to talk to Ross Pelton about jet lag and how that disturbs the microbiome and, and what to do about it. And of course he is the the expert on medications and drug nutrient interactions like antibiotics proton pump inhibitors antidepressants statins I mean wow biggest selling drug in the world and you know you have to treat a thousand patients to save one heart attack but statins are still out there they're still being prescribed and antibiotics I'm sorry to say are still being abused I see it, it, it with with my friends you know I went to the doctor and he said, uh, "Well, I may have an, a sinus infection, so he's going to, He put me on a Z pack." But their unintended damage is depleting our beneficial gut bacteria. They can dramatically decrease the rid- richness of our community of gut dwellers. And you know, we've done lots of shows on PPIs or proton pump inhibitors, how they cause all kinds of nutrient depletions in themselves. You know, low B12, low magnesium. Uh, They cause all kinds of diseases. But you know, really importantly, they cause a shift of our gut microbiome toward a less healthy state. And who doesn't pop an Advil or ibuprofen? Uh, By themselves, they can cause uh, damage to our uh, intestines and livers. But the damage may be worse when they because they can cause an imbalance in our gut bacteria. I need we need uh, Ross Pelton back to talk about metformin. It's a drug to use they use in type two diabetes. Uh, you know what? It increases beneficial bacteria. So we need to talk to him about it because I know he's written about it in the Townsend Letter, and we, we'll, we'll get his take on that. And of course, tobacco smokers, they have a lowered gut diversity and pollution. And of course, if you had gut but gastric bypass surgery, that changes everything. And I wouldn't want to talk to Ross Pelton about, you know, uh, a fecal trans transplantation relatively newer the or new over the first over the last couple of years It transfers gut bacteria from healthy people into patients with the disease or a disorder in an attempt to restore a healthy gut microbiome looks promising but I'd like to get an expert's opinion on that and guess what when you expect people living in different parts of the world have different microbiomes well it's true i mean our the diets are different and so forth so and even urban versus rural environments, it changes. Um, and I did tell you that our the composition of our gut bacteria is sex specific, and how do you like that? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking about the gut microbiome. Uh, Dr. Ross Pelton. Uh, his website is naturalpharmacist.net. It's a great website. We will arrange to get him back uh, on the program. He has lots of free tips. He's uh, he's written many books. Uh, he He's a coach. Uh, you'll find a lot of information on his website. Um, so if we don't get him back on Thursday, we have a surprise for you. next Next Tuesday, we're going to talk about... Other things that destroy our health, like plastics, and, and you'll be surprised what, what happens with BPA now. BPA is all over the place, Whew. and I want to talk to to Ross Pelton about Billy Rubin, because there's some evidence now that Billy Rubin has something to do uh, with the with inflammation. This just came out in this week's New England Journal of Medicine. I want to see get his take on that. And just recently, scientists have identified a link between gut bacteria and muscle growth. So we need to see what, uh, what his take is on that. Okay, so gut bacteria, really important. I, I, I like to talk to it mainly about immunity, but as you see, it has a lot of other effects. One effect that nobody talks about is the effect of carrying a phone on on around your waist. And this EMF, in my opinion, is destroying the gut micro, or microbiome. Electromagnetic fields uh, are doing not doing us any favor. They're destroying this third brain of ours. So, this microbiome is it's about everything, isn't it? But there are there is research going on stu- to study the effects of electromagnetic field exposure and the increasingly growth rate of pathogens. You you know everybody has some kind of weird infection today. Could it be that we're exposed to these electromagnetic fields twenty four seven? Could it be that's why when we go on vacation and hit the beach and we get grounded and there's not a lot of micro, uh, electromagnetic fields, we feel so good. We get rid of all those electrons out of our body. But this EMF exposure inhibits bacterial growth. Inhibits the growth of, <clears throat> and viability of bacteria. And it works with the UVC and x-rays. So human, human DNA has a resonation. It has a frequency between 54 and 78 gigahertz. The frequency of oxygen is 60. And all these new 5Gs all operate between 24 and 95 gigahertz. Okay, between 24 and 95 gigahertz. Now, if you have oxygen that that needs 60 gigahertz to be absorbed and it's competing with 5G, I don't know. Do you think we might get sicker? If the human DNA functions between 54 and 78 and 5G is between 24 and 95, do you think we're going to get sicker? So what are the ways that we can protect ourselves? Interesting questions, and you're not going to hear them many places. But our mobile phones could be destroying our digestion. And because it's destroying our digestion, it could be destroying our gut bacteria. It could be the root cause of many of the things we already talked about. It might be the canary in the coal mine, or some people say it may be the elephant in the room. Research is limited. I like I will admit, but if you read that book, The Invisible Rainbow, uh, you start to get a feel that this maybe is is coming. Because these electromagnetic fields can make some bugs grow more than others. If it makes the bad ones grow faster than the good ones, we're in trouble. But the available research sort of paints a disturbing picture, points to a very likely conclusion that these electromagnetic fields have the ability to, to disrupt our human microbiome. So don't you think it's important to maintain a healthy microbiome if you really wanna be really healthy? And do you think humanity is the guinea pig, the canary in the coal mine? We're not one big experiment with these electromagnetic fields. I've been a big proponent of spore biotics, okay? But Ross Pelton has been working uh, with a company that, that makes a that distributes a product that has been uh, grown for five years. So you get a lot of the postbiotic pro, uh, products. So we need to learn more about that. But I've always liked megaspores because they can withstand the stomach acid. So, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize uh, for the, not having our guest today. We will try and reschedule him for Thursday if he's available. Uh, I hope you learned something from my uh, little presentation. Uh, I am not the expert Ross is, but it, you, you just I want to. I hope I pointed out to you how important the microbiome is to our health and to humanity and to our DNA. You know, we're, we we know that these. Uh, COVID vaccines are going to alter our DNA, but you know, if we don't have the right microbiome, the 5G may do it for them. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron. I'm on Apple. And I noticed that over 52% of you listen to me on Apple, uh, Spotify, Alexa, uh, Wherever wherever podcasts are found, you're going to find my podcast. This is number thirty nine this year already. Okay, so we'll probably see you Thursday, and then we'll see you again Saturday. Saturday is our COVID day. Lots of new information about COVID, as I said. You know, did you hear what I opened the show with? Huh? That the the World Health Organization puts coronavirus deaths at 0.13%. So don't be so afraid of dying that you forget to live. And if you look at other diseases that kill, it's more than this. If you look at doctors who are the fourth leading cause of death, killing 200 and some thousand people every year, it's more than this. Okay, have a great rest of the day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. It's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. When the doctor is in the house, let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house, the doctor, is in the house the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house so if you have a pain call the doctor if you have a strain call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you Or when the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house see you next week